Back in the mid-90s, a friend told me that he had been diagnosed with cancer. At that point, he was one of those husband-of-a-wife's-friend kind of friends. It was around that time that we started playing golf together. We would ride to the games together, and that gave us time to talk, alone, without the wives or children or other relatives in the car with us, we were able to relax and talk about what was going on with each other in a safe space. My friend and I didn't believe in the same things politically, but that never interfered with our ability to be friends. It was as if this safe space was more important to us than winning any argument over some philosophical or political point. I should mention that my friend didn't usually speak very much when others were around. He was noted for his reserved character. He was a sort of self-made Renaissance man in the sense that he could fix anything mechanical, not emotional. He recently passed away, and now I think of him often. In 2010, I joined a group called Voices of Hope. This is a group of singers, actors, dancers, musicians, and crew who perform to raise money for cancer research and to support those who are going through the cancer journey. My friend was well into his second cancer diagnosis, and I began to form an idea as to how to help Voices of Hope, or any fundraising group, raise money by creating a set of songs around this journey. It was then that I got the idea to make the set of songs into a musical. So I set about writing songs in the early 2010s and seeing if I had enough material for a show. I decided to go with the jukebox format where different characters sing their songs. Some of these songs are thought pieces where we're taken out of the action of the play and into the mind of the character, and other pieces occur in the present within the action of the play. In casting about for some kind of plot or organizing principle, I hit upon Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's Five Stages of Grief. Both of my parents had recently passed away, and I personally experienced this. So the five stages, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance, became the first organizing principle for the show. Hi, I'm Tim Rose, and welcome to Season 4 of the Tim Toons Podcast. We're starting this season with a serialized set of podcasts that encompass the music and script from my musical, The Waiting Room. In this episode, we'll cover three songs from the show. The first song establishes what the show is about. The second gives us a little bit of a look ahead, and the last song digs into what the experience is like. So, on with the exposition phase. This show is dedicated to my friend Don Pilot. During the last 25 years or so of his life, Don endured four different types of cancer. We used to joke that Don would never die, but unfortunately, eventually he did. His perseverance and longevity was due in no small part to the people who gave themselves over to trials of new treatments and to the doctors, nurses, and administrators who run them. This show is dedicated to Don and to all the people that helped to make cancer history. Let's start with some production notes. Lighting isolation is required by various lights to come up and take us out of the reality of the waiting room into the minds, hearts, and imaginations of those we follow on their journey through the waiting room. 
Besides the four principal actors, Renee and Kelsey in the reception desk, and the Dr. Angelo and fundraiser Kai, the rest of the actors can double and provide a pool of characters that are used as chorus members and to act out the songs Waiting Room, Dabda, How a Flaw Becomes a Bill, and Second Opinion. Everyone participates in the finale bows. Casting is intentionally flexible. Ages and sexes of the cast are left to the discretion of the artistic team. To that end, all cast names are general neutral, and an intentional effort has been made to avoid the use of gender-specific pronouns. By the way, I made the decision to cast the show like this back around 2016. I made this choice because I thought it would be interesting to see how different sexes and ages would play the different parts. And, having worked with many directors on many shows, I had first-hand knowledge of how difficult it can be to cast a show. So, go crazy with casting if you want. I believe the show could be performed by as few as eight cast members and as many as Infinity. I, I don't really think you could have an infinite number of cast members. I was just using a little tool we like to call hyperbole with a soupçon of sarcasm. Scenario. The stage is set up to resemble a waiting room. There should be a desk or window where arriving patients can register, check in, numerous chairs, end or coffee tables with magazines, an alcove or area with a few vending machines or a coffee pot should also be included to provide a small area for semi-private conversation and a large open area for movement and dancing. There should be at least three entrances on the stage. Actors may enter and exit through the audience if practical. The overall impression should not be uplifting, but rather somewhat neutral in the way that waiting rooms are. Not exciting, but not really depressing either. The entire action is contiguous and takes place in real time. Act 1, Scene 1 During the pre-show, actors enter in full view of the audience and are pre-set on stage before the opening of the show. The actors mime a regular waiting room routine. This includes the staff, doctors, nurses, receptionists, as well as patients. Improvisation is encouraged so long as it is subdued and flows with the regular activities and operation of a waiting room. Renee and Kelsey are behind the reception desk. There is a slow fade on the house lights. Once the audience is quiet, the waiting room is cued and the band begins and various cast members begin to sing. Passing you by Each moment drags to the next As your life ticks by Waiting for the word on what comes next Waiting for life to go on In the waiting room the waiting room 
seconds and minutes are hours Hours seem longer than days You wait while the rest of the world turns without you Waiting for someone to say In the waiting room Life is passing you by You can live a lifetime In the blink of an eye Waiting for the word on the miracle cure Waiting to see how long you've got The waiting seconds are minutes and minutes The waiting hours receptionist from behind counter loudly and with a flourish. Max, you're up. Max goes to the desk. They're ready for you in exam four, indicates one of the exits. Please follow Pat and take a seat. The doctor will be in, Max. Thanks, hurries off with Pat. Renee aside to Kelsey. Eventually. Kelsey, do you have to announce everyone like that? It seems kind of disrespectful. Renee, it's the only way I can rouse them out of their phone trance. Besides, if the doctors didn't keep them waiting so long, they wouldn't have the time to get lost in the book of faces or sending candy grams or whatever. Maybe I should just text them when it's their turn. Kelsey. I know we work on some serious stuff here and have to deliver some pretty bad news from time to time, so maybe we should show a little respect is all. Renee. Well, well, well. Our little newbie has a spine after all. Kelsey. In my last job, I was an executive administrator for a medical app startup, Renee. Weren't we all? Kelsey. I had to balance the needs and expectations of my boss against a constantly dwindling supply of caffeine, Renee. Sounds tough. Kelsey. It's just that we had to show some res the same respect to everyone, regardless of race or gender or... Renee. Well, of course we do but I'm an equal opportunity grump. I sass everyone regardless of, well, 
whatever they are, Kelsey. Well, okay then, I guess. Renee, you know, you're going to have to develop a little thicker skin if you expect to make it here. How did you get this job anyway? Kelsey, my friend Sal got a job here and told me about it. We were working together at my last job. Sal said it's great here, Renee. And Sal works in... Kelsey, I'm not sure. Some admin job, Renee. Well, as you said earlier, we deal with some pretty dire issues here. And you'll be getting uh, to know some of those who come in on a regular basis. If you don't develop some mechanism for coping, then this place can eat you alive. Hence, my endearing sassiness. Kelsey, I don't know how to respond to that. I'm not even sure exactly what to expect. I signed up to be a waiting room receptionist, not a therapist. Renee, I'm afraid you'll have to be a little of both. Look, I'm not saying the bad outweighs the good, but I've seen it all here. Bad news, good news, the worst news, and more. We've got Dabda coming out of our ears around here. Kelsey, I'm sorry, what, duh? Renee, Dabda, you know, the five steps. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. I know this is your first day, but if you're going to work in a place like this, you should get to know the five stages of grief. Uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross? It's a process that almost everyone goes through when they're faced with the type of situation we deal with. Am I right? To other patients, orderlies, and admin milling about. Others catch on to Renee and join in. Come here. Let's clue her in, guys. I couldn't believe what was happening to me I was watching myself like I was dreaming But pretty soon, friend, reality set in And that's when I really started screaming Blamed everybody and everything Man, I was really burned but it was all to no effect So I decided what the heck This is not the life that I've earned Denial, anger, bargaining Depression, acceptance Would have given anything not to be where I was But there was no way I could buy my way out Made promise after promise to the Lord up above But it didn't matter should I pray or shout I lost everybody and everything Man, I was really all alone When I finally got my fate Although I didn't feel that great At least all of my changes were done 
So are you saying that everyone here is going through some part of this Dabda stuff? Renee, not everyone, but most are. Kelsey, that kind of reminds me when my grandma died. Renee, what do you mean? Kelsey, it took me a long time to get over that. I kept forgetting she was gone. I'd be like, I can't wait to tell grandma. Then I'd remember. Renee. Wow. Feel like sharing much? Kelsey. Oh, sorry. I've always been one to wear my heart on my sleeve and how did my dad put it? Overshare. Renee. It's not a problem. We see a lot of that around here. I'm glad you already feel comfortable enough to overshare with us. Kelsey. What do you think about that couple over there? They seem kind of detached. Together but separate, what do you think is going on with them? Renee, those two? Dub da dub da dub da dub da dub. Denial. Kelsey, huh. The lights shift to Reed and Chris. Reed is standing and nervous. Chris is sitting cool as a cucumber. Reed, do you think it'll be much longer? Chris. We really haven't been here that long, Reed. I mean, why do they make you wait like this, Chris? I'm sure they can't predict how long these things will take. You should just relax. It may be a while. Besides, do you have somewhere else to be right now? Reed, no, it's just that I was hoping maybe to get a little more work in today. Chris, sit down and play with your little phone. You know that's what you want to do. Reed, nah, nah, nah. I'll just keep standing if that's okay with you. Chris, suit yourself. Chris picks up magazine and starts aimlessly flipping through, though not really looking. Lighting isolates Reed and Chris as Reed turns to the audience and sings, Keep It Together. We found out the other day that maybe there's something together, keep it together for you. 
I hold my chin up, I look on the bright side Though I'm tied up in knots inside Can't let you see what I'm really feeling I don't want to burden you too So I have to keep it together I'll keep it together for you Doctor called just the other day and said that I should come in with my family's genes. I need support, so I turned to my husband. Now you're so cool, like it's no big deal, but I must confide. Though I stand tall, all in all. Rather go somewhere and hide, but I have to keep it together. I'll keep it together, keep it together for you. So I hold my chin up, I look on the bright side, though I'm tied up in knots inside. Can't let you see what I'm really feeling. I don't want to burden you too. So I have to keep it together, I'll keep it together for you. What if everything changes now? What are we going to do? If I can't tell you how I feel, how can we make it through? Tell me you feel that way too If we can't keep it together I won't keep it together without you So when I hold my chin up And look on the bright side I know you're tied up in knots too I can share what I really feel We'll share this burden we and we can keep it together, close and together, I'll keep it together with you. Kelsey. Well, they look like they're getting along fine now. I wonder what happened. Renee. Shrugs, says in a normal voice. Chris? Chris, yes. Renee, the doctor will see you now. Please follow Pat to exam two. Chris, thank you. Chris and Reed follow Pat to exit to exam rooms. Renee to Kelsey. Better? Kelsey. Much. That's all we have for this episode. Make sure you come back for the next episode where we learn more about our characters' journeys as our story unfolds. Please feel free to send me comments on this episode via Facebook at the Tim Toons Podcast group or email me at timtoonspodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at rimtoes. Or if you are a Patreon subscriber, you can send me messages via Patreon. Special shout out to Larry Green, whose generous donation 
is helping to keep the lights on here at Tim Toon's podcast. All donations are appreciated. And if you'd like to donate to cancer research, may I suggest that you go to vohboston.org slash donate and make a donation to Voices of Hope. If you can't donate, I get it. Times are hard. You can also help out the podcast by writing a review on whatever podcast tool you use or by liking us on Facebook or iTunes. That'll go a long ways towards increasing my reach. Also, you can support the show just by listening to some of my songs on your favorite music streaming service. However you choose to support the show, I appreciate you. We'll be back in a few weeks with part two. Until then, farewell. Farewell.